Am I weird for taking a massive shit pre-shower, then going to work, and eight, eight and a half hours later coming home to find that same shit staring at me in the toilet? I was just wondering that. First time caller, Brown. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Happy Easter there, Wackerly. Oh, you stole my thunder. Yeah? I was going <laughs> to complain that you didn't acknowledge Easter because you always complain that I don't acknowledge the Jew holidays. Well, you haven't said returned it with a happy Passover. See, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking year. Done the show for nine years. Every year, Passover comes around, and you're like, I don't even know what that means. Is it like for all the Jews that got passed over when picking teams for dodgeball? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's why. (laughs) It's a holiday to celebrate their misfortune. Hmm. Um, Okay, well, we got beyond that. I don't really care about Easter. You know, uh, a a mutual friend of ours here who lives down here has a family, and... uh, She's Jewish, and she raises her kids Jewish, and she does. She celebrates all the Jewish holidays, uh, Passover being one of them. And Passover is a traditionally, or not traditionally, personally, my most hated holiday. I've always hated Passover because it sucks. I don't know. I bitched about it on the show, but it's like which it was sucks. the one where you have to fast? Yom Kippur, not as bad as Passover. Bad. Yom Kippur is a day. You know, oh. you fast for a day. How long is Passover? It's a fucking week, and your parents go through. They get rid of. They go through the kitchen. They get rid of all the good food and force you to eat matzah, like crackers, for a week. Oh, it's a, is that also considered fasting or just eating shitty food? It's the, it's the bread of the afflicted. So you're you're supposed to feel for like the Jews wandering through the desert that didn't have time to make leavened bread. Can you put um, peanut butter on it or something? I think you can do that. Actually, I'm not sure. Anyway, it sucks. It sucks. That whole week sucks. Uh, my dad was really strict about it. Like any good food out of the house, you know, and, uh, and you just- Put some ham on there? <laughs> <laughs> just eat ham bacon. I'm just going to eat bacon this week. What about all the uh, low carb people? They probably don't like that a matzah so much. It's just a cracker. I mean, I'm sure there's fat free matzah. Yeah, but come on. What, what is this? 1989? That's not what diets are about today. It's carbs, baby. But the thing is with Passover, it starts with the Seder. And the Seder is like this big meal, a service and a meal. It takes like three hours and you have to say all these prayers and you drink you drink like five glasses of wine. And it sounds just, like a bunch of bullshit. It's awful. And so my friend, she's like, and it's today, it's Saturday. This is when they're the, the first night of Passover. So she sent me a, an email saying, hey, Evite, you want to come to the Seder? We're having this thing, and I was just like, so "Why would I ever want to do this? Like, why? Like, what? What? What makes you think that that's what I want to do on a Saturday just night?" Trying to keep you involved with your faith. Yeah. So uh, I said I had diarrhea. <laughs> you know what? Why not? So are you, are See, you I want to get I want to get out of Easter dinner with my wife's family. Yeah, that's should what I, I was. Should I do the diarrhea about? gambit also? <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, just give yourself diarrhea. Just go. Uh, yeah, I actually could get actually get diarrhea. That's a good point. Yeah, like go get like, I don't know, like a Subway sandwich. Leave it out for a few days. <laughs> to be honest, you don't even have to leave them out for a few days. <laughs> just go eat Taco Bell. It's that weird chemical bread they have. It always gives me the shits. Notice I didn't say I've stopped eating it. <laughs> so what do you have to do do you have to go to your wife's family and do an easter egg hunt with all the little kids and all I that think the, the the people with little kids usually do the easter egg hunt before at least i hope i don't have to be involved with that you don't have to hide the easter eggs no <laughs> the parents do that no i i remember one time uh when i was dating my ex heather she was like she she her family lived in the east bay and she's like oh yeah come over for easter sunday dinner and so I went over there and it was like started around four and they're like, Dave's Jewish. He should hide the Easter eggs. I, I don't know why. And so I was just like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go hide the Easter eggs. And I hid those motherfuckers. I hid them, you know, I hid them in like places that no kid would ever find them. Still there to this day. Probably. It's like, you know what? I'm going to consider this my Jew gold. These kids are never going to find my Jew gold. Yeah, you always, with all your ex-girlfriends, you always were very like overly willing to do uh, weird holidays and stuff. Well, they asked me to do it when I'm going to be a dick about it. So you have diarrhea. <laughs> Come on. You're not paying attention? I probably should. Was there, do you have to go? Is it Sunday? Is it always Easter Sunday? I guess, yeah, Easter Sunday, right? Yeah. Good Friday, Easter Sunday. True. Will she be upset with you? Will the family be upset with you if you uh, pass on it? I guess we'll see. Oh, well, <laughs> diarrhea gambit. See if it works. The you know, on Sunday, gambit. I have to go to, uh, I can't get out. Maybe I'll try diarrhea for this. It's WonderCon. You know, have you ever heard of this? Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might try to do this, but it's a little embarrassing telling my girlfriend that I had diarrhea. But in my work, I'll get out of having to go to WonderCon. A Everybody few fans, poops. actually, a few fans have uh, emailed me asking if I'm going to be there. Whoa. Which is kind of funny. I had a couple of fa- couple fans emailed another me. Another reason not to go. Well, they, one guy emailed me. It's like, yeah, if I see you there, I'll buy a shirt and a print. It's like, what do you think? I just carry that shit around? They wouldn't even let you. I mean, they're not going to let you sell t-shirts there. You have to pay the like, you know, merchant fee, right? It's the whole point of that thing. Maybe I'll be a renegade. Just have a backpack full of shirts. Sick yeah. and wrong shirts. Get your <laughs> sick and wrong shirt. We got a bootleg t-shirt here for you from a podcast. You want it, buddy? Let's get a megaphone. Some little eight-year-old who just like wants to meet Superman. If I can scare him away. How's he know? I might. You know, I'm planning. If I do go, I'm going to be dressed up. I mean, in costume. How, how's your, how are you going to recognize me? Like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, or no, Alf Vankman. Uh, Alf. That's the only thing I'm going. Alf with the crotch cut out. There you go. Yeah, it's also my sex suit. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up doing that uh, tomorrow. So accurately, um. Lots of things happened in the news this week. Big news. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to segue like, uh, you know, there's one family who's not having a very good Easter. Or are they Jewish? That, that's a way better segue than that. Are they uh, Jewish? I was just going to say big news. You know, guy died in the Hollywood Hills. But I like that better. Let's let's, let's use that then. I, that, that should be. <laughs> just rewind it a bit. And uh, you, why, don't, why don't you just do the segue then? I think I just did. Okay. <laughs> yes, one family. Except I think I fucked it up. Oh, Estelle Getty is Jewish. <laughs> okay, so one family is not having a good Passover. But I don't know if Estelle Getty is one of the Golden Girls is related to the billionaire Oil Gettys. You know, I didn't even put that connection. I didn't even think, I thought Estelle Getty was one of the Getty type, you know, the Getty's wives. You know, they, John Paul Getty, 
the uh, Getty tycoon had like six marriages. I think that the Getty, the oil billionaire Gettys are not Jewish. All right. So they're, they're not having a good Easter then this year. No, they're not having a good Easter because their son or grandson? Grandson. 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 Uh, he died in the Hollywood Hills. There's your segue. There, Andrew Rourke Getty. Rourke. Now that's a rich person name. So, sounds like an Alf name, <laughs> like Alf's buddy Rourke, or a replicant or something. Rourke, Rourke is, uh, I think, his mother's maiden name. Um. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we get the maiden and, name. As and Rourke name. was Jean Paul Getty Senior's uh, wife. So this is grandma. I don't this know. dude These is so crazy. loaded. This family is so loaded. They're one of the richest families. They were like one of the richest families in the world at one time. John, John, J. Paul Getty, oil scion. He like uh, th- this guy like owned like a field of oil mines in Kuwait. Like a, he purchased a portion of Kuwait for like ten million dollars in like nineteen twenty. How do you continue to make money off of something like that when like there's political? chaos and war in the country i think he just I'd made i think he just made so much money at the money time at the dude point. i mean he earned he earned it learned arabic he learned arabic to go broker this deal with the arabs and uh the we'll get to jay paul getting in a second i mean i this, can do that just dirk 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 dirka put your fucking bed sheet on your head <laughs> easy i think this guy was the inspiration of mr burns the grandfather but we're, we're talking about his grandson, Andrew Rourke Getty, who's not the first Getty to die in a strange, mysterious fashion. In fact, they think the family's cursed because of all the uh, unfortunate incidents, incidents that uh, befell the family. So uh, Andrew Rourke Getty, heir to the Getty oil fortune, like billions of dollars here, was reported dead on Tuesday by a former girlfriend whom he had recently obtained a restraining order against. Yeah, I have a big problem with how this story is being reported. Well, first of all, it's funny because, you know, initially they had one version of the story and they're saying it's unclear what actually happened. But initially there was one version of the story that I would say piqued my interest. A yeah, so bit. The, here's how it was reported on Tuesday when this happened. Um, police recalled that the Hollywood Hills, 2.18 2 p.m. by an unidentified woman. This was according to the L.A. Times. Uh the mysterious woman was identified as Getty's formal girlfriend, whose name is like, what's her name? Vanessa. Vanessa DeJong. Yeah. And 32 she, years old. Yeah. He's what, 44? He's 47. 47. She called 911 claiming he had a, suffered a heart attack. Uh, two weeks ago, like you said, Getty had sought a restraining order against a woman. So it wasn't clear whether she was person present at the time of the police arrival. Although I think it is clear that's the same lady. It has to be. Oh, it was nobody's the same come lady. out with who, nobody's come out with who uh, this other mysterious lady is. It's that lady. No, they've they've it's come out that she's the one that made the call. Cops got there, and TMZ attributed to quote unquote sources that he had suffered a traumatic injury to the rectal area. And he was bleeding all over his bathroom floor or wherever they found him. And they also think he was all hopped up on drugs. Well, who doesn't suffer from a little anal bleeding every now and then? (laughs) When you're in like a heavy (laughs) fucking drugged up pegging session with your crazy (laughs) girlfriend that you have an extra straining order against? Yeah. Uh, Here's another thing. 
the police knew all about this house. You know why? Because they'd been out there on 31 domestic disturbance calls, like in the past, recent past. A, they, they had a, this couple had a storied history with the LAPD here. 31 yeah. times. 31 the family, reports. the billionaire family, remember? Billionaire oil family, Getty. They, uh, there used to be Getty gas stations, but I guess they got bought out by Chevron or something. You never see them anymore. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. They, uh, the family has requested that members of the media and the public respect its privacy during this extremely difficult time. Fuck you. <laughs> These guys are like a major public figure. Fucking top point, not 1%. I mean, they're like the 0.1%. Fucking well, just ravaging us, the, us commoners with capitalism. But, you know, they, they want privacy. Well, that's the thing. So initially, there's this real version of what happened. This is what was reported by the police, by the LA Times. And now what's the story? So the Getty family is like a big San Francisco family. Like this happened in the Hollywood Hills, but like, you know, the their their family, you know, headquarters, for lack of a better word, I think is in San Francisco. They're big like San Francisco society people. So here's how uh, the San Francisco Chronicle article says today, which I just got. Uh, Andrew Getty, heir to the family of oil fortune, who was found dead in this Hollywood Hills home this week likely died from natural causes or an accident that could be related to a medical condition, officials said Wednesday. Well, I mean, it's kind of natural to accidentally slip and fall on a dildo. Have it puncture your colon. Yeah, Assistant uh, Chief of uh, Medical Examination in Los Angeles County, Ed Winter, says, the cause of death is pending, but it appears natural. He was on medication, and we will be checking with his physician. Wait, did you say the cause? Come on. Of, did you say the cause of death is pegging or pending? Pending. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's like come they on. They found this dude. giant spiked dildo in his ass, but now they're like, you know, and it's like all sympathy-inducing too. Like, oh, he had, he had a medical condition, and he, he they're saying like that he was diagnosed with an aneurysm or something. None of that shit came out on Tuesday. It's it's funny how quickly this family suppressed this information. They and so much money, the me- they have so much money, but and the media organizations are like, okay, all right, let's scratch the rectal trauma. It was an aneurysm. He had this condition for two weeks, and he had been going to psychiatrists. Yeah, it's just like really. If some fucking Cletus <laughs> like dies from fucking puncturing his asshole with a mop handle, like in his trailer, you know, like th- for the next week, there's photographs of the guy and they're talking about his shitty job and all his fucking stupid vices and his kids who hate him and his ex-wife who fucking disowned him long ago. And then, then there's like jackasses like us talking right, about him on like, a oh, podcast. Look, I photoshopped your face onto that guy with the mop <laughs> handle up his ass with all the blood all over the floor. It's hilarious. But not for the Gettys. They live in a different world. This is a bit of foreshadowing, but one of the stories, it will illustrate this point exactly. Um, But yeah, because of the Gettys, because of their wealth, they can actually control the media. I mean, I bet you the Murdochs in the same way. Rupert Murdoch? Oh, of course. But but this is what gets me. Why are the newspapers such pussies? I mean... If they fucking try to blow this open and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened to like the rectal trauma dudes who like, let's investigate that. Tons of people would buy the website, uh, the newspapers, go to their websites, but they just fucking roll over and they're like, well, uh, we have to respect the uh, wishes of the Getty family. They're a pretty big uh, influence in this town. So it's because they're so corporate now. It's the corporatization of the media. I mean, where's Woodward? Where's Bernstein? Like, no, there's no investigative reporting. 
But it's it would seem to be even in the it, it's like corporatism and uh, I'm now I sound like some fucking college kid. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oligarchy though, because it seems like it's in their corporate interest to blow open this salacious story and get people to want to read their fucking paper that they're always constantly comparing about. Oh, the news business is just not what it used to be. It's because you guys are fucking lapdog pussies now. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, we're. Like where where is the uh, the the sensationalist reporting that we used to have back in the day? Yeah, you got to go to the Inquirer, I guess. Yeah, but it's discredited. I mean, it's like the L.A. Times, the New York Post, uh, you know, the San Francisco Chronicle. I think back in the day would have been like, oh my god, this is this is the scandalous story. I want to get to the bottom of this, find out what actually happened. Yeah, back in the day, you know, a billionaire family's crazy, drugged out, you know, misbehaving kid. That would be the, like the greatest thing ever for them. They'd run with it for months, and they would have probably uh, tried to interview all the family members, get the whole backstory here. And there is yeah, a backstory. They, they'd ambush, interview them in the street. They'd be like, "Hey, what happened on your kid? I heard his ass was bleeding with a fucking giant dildo stuck up it." <laughs> You know, in the street as he's getting into his limo with his top hat on. No comment, sir. <laughs> Especially because no one knows about this guy. Like this, uh, the son or the grandson here, Andrew Rourke Getty, has has uh, disconnected from the family. Like he doesn't have any uh, contact with him. Hasn't really spoke to anybody in, in a period of years. But this relationship, yeah, he's definitely not. He's definitely not sending the money back. Oh yeah, no, he's living off this money. And that, that's my favorite thing about this guy. So this relationship he had with this thirty-two-year-old model. Um, she, he's had a restraining order against her like several times. She's been placed under 5150 psychiatric hold in the past. Yeah. That's how psycho uh, she is. The restraining order says, it mentioned that Lanessa was deranged. (laughs) I guess she attacked a police officer. Yeah. That's why she got 5150. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me that, uh. You can tell she's crazy. You look at her photos. It's like one of those girls you're just like. Uh, Six kinds so of hot, crazy. But um, just for per- not that this kind of girl ever would even have anything to do with me, but you know, you're like just for surf- self preservation. <laughs> just avoid that, one. maybe. Well, you know, the way he met her, he met her in 2008, so he's been involved with her for a few years. But he saw modeling pics of her, thought he was yeah. hot, and he, so he, he just contacted picked her, her out of a fucking catalog. She probably was a call girl, to be honest, right? I mean, that hasn't come out, but can't you see it? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like a high end escort. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of that down in, in LA. There's a lot of yeah. women Especially who are that if you're attractive. In the billionaires club. You, you just, look at her. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She's got huge fake breasts. Like this yeah. is like classic uh, rich guy trophy wife, you know? Yeah. Um, her. She depended on him completely for housing. Didn't even own a phone. He just, uh, he bought her a phone. It said that she occasionally would She cook, had a phone that she called him. the dudes where she was going to get dick on the side. I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's 47. She's 32. Uh, you know, it, it amazes me that the family wouldn't say like, you know, Andrew, maybe you should meet somebody a little more grounded. That's not a complete <laughs> and, a, and a, a obvious gold digger here, like an overt gold digger. There's no, I mean, she's 32. When he met her, she was probably late 20s. It's like, you're paying for her drug habit, for her housing. The only reason she's fucking you, the only reason your dick is in your vagina, is in her vagina because you're heir to like a billion dollar fortune. But if you live in, if you're one of these billionaires, every girl that's ever talked to you in your entire life is like that. <laughs> Except for your nanny, which is why they all are obsessed with their like nannies from childhood. It, it just amazes me that the family though isn't like, you know... I don't see this uh, really working out for you. But who's going to say that? Like his mom? The mom? She's <laughs> like, that's, that was me <laughs> 30 years ago. She reminds me of me. She's great. I mean, whatever. I've dated a lot of psychos too. You know, it's, psycho chicks are kind of fun. 
but especially if you have billion dollars because you can like you know cover up a lot of problems with all that money well it sounds like this guy was into some pretty freaky shit i guess if you're like that (laughs) rich i mean you could do whatever you want what were all these domestic disturbances about they're just like loud and fucking hitting each other and on drugs and the neighbors called it in or what i think i think it was all about drugs i think it was just you know they uh the cops said when they would um come to the house like they were both under the influence of drugs that's the other thing when you're this rich uh same thing with like michael jackson is you don't you're not like out there getting street drugs you just find a doctor who's like oh yeah i'll prescribe you all the opiates you want yeah cocaine like medical cocaine different types of speed i mean i'll just opiates yeah i'll just fake a fucking (laughs) like my fucking hmo you know kaiser is not doing that for me (laughs) the drugs the cops found in the past are all prescription drugs so yeah, you know this guy's got. Uh, yeah. and the cops pull you over. Drugs. You're just like, oh no, that's for my conditions. Here, talk to my physician. I have his direct line. It, it, the funny thing about it too, it's like if you and your wife had 31 incidents with the Alameda Police Department, mm. I, I'm sure one of you would have spent some significant jail time, especially if they kept finding <laughs> one, drugs every time you one came of over. us. One of us. <laughs> for 31 domestic disturbances. My, you think my wife's going to jail for that? Right. <laughs> So it's just funny to me that the police, even the police are being bought and sold by the Getty family, you know? It's all kept on quiet now. Next week, there'll be nothing about it. There'll just, there'll just be this article that says, like, you know, he tragically died of the aneurysm of natural causes uh, associated so this, with his illness. And, and that's the thing. It's just going to be one death in a series of tragic deaths that have befell the, uh, the yeah, Getty they, family. Cursed. I think uh, that oil field they bought long ago, I think it had a mummy underneath it. I think that's what it was. It displaced a, a bunch of, uh, of um, um, hajis, a bunch of dead hajis. It's <laughs> more like a poltergeist situation. That's what yeah, it is. Mom- <laughs> Does the middle... I mean, mummies are from Egypt, right? Yeah, they're from Egypt. But I think they're... They, did they mummify everybody out there? No, I mean, I'm talking about the traditional Hollywood monster mummy. No, <laughs> Not that... just like, oh, some guy got mummified. <laughs> yeah, but Does, I think that's what happened. mummies happen in Iraq? Yeah, I think they I think they mum I think they mummified Can we get somebody. Brendan Fraser on the line. <laughs> I think they mummified somebody and he was just like and, and then Jay Paul Getty went out to uh Kuwait and was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna dig up this whole area for ten million dollars and uh, make right. some oil mines and they're like, Well You've you've checked this for mum- mummies, right? I don't have time for that. I've got a billion dollars to make. <laughs> this is an ancient burial ground. You do know that, sir. He's just like, I don't have time for that. Dig them all up. Put them over there. And that's what that's happened. not how you make money, son. Worrying about mummies all day long. So you get this uh, this curse here, yeah, this monkey paw. Yeah. So what's interesting, though, I you know I didn't even really read about the history of J. Paul Getty, you know, the oil tycoon. But this guy's great. He has to be the inspiration of Mr. Burns. I know uh, Howard Hughes, uh, Mr. Burns is. Uh, as mimicked Howard Hughes's life as well. But that was like for one they specific paired, yeah, episode, the casino really. episode, yeah, uh, Rockefeller too. And I think he's just supposed to be a, um, a pastiche, an you know, an amalgamation of all these <laughs> yeah. different characters. But definitely, J. Paul Getty was a part of it. So this guy, um, you know, there's there's been so many tragic deaths that have occurred in the family. So in 1958, his son Timothy passed away during brain tumor surgery. So maybe uh, mm. you know brain, brain issues from the family there. Yeah. Uh, in 1973, one of his grandsons was kidnapped for ransom. J. Paul Getty the third. He was just a teenager. He was living in Rome when he was abducted. Um, and his mother quickly received a ransom note for $17 million. Um, and so the, here's the note. That's a lot of money back then. 
Well, they, the family initially thought it was false and a teenage prank to extort money from the family. But uh, it turned out to be real. But here's the note. It said, Dear Mummy, since Monday, I've fallen into the hands of kidnappers. Don't let me be killed. <laughs> you think kidnappers made him write that? Mummy? Dear Mummy. Yeah. Um, so she turned to the son's father, obviously, for help. But uh, you know, they, they, um, the, the father didn't have the, didn't have the money. So he went to his father, the grandfather. And in a public statement, J. Paul Getty addressed the issue. He said, if I pay one penny now, I'll have 14 grand, grand, uh, kidnapped grandchildren. <laughs> so he was just like, nah, I'm not paying for yeah, it. Like how he's, he's trying to couch it that he's worried about his other grandchildren, but he's really just cheap. <laughs> he's just cheap. It turned out uh, the uh, kidnapping was very real. They actually was mafiosa. The guy spent several months before the family was like, okay, we'll give you money. They cut off the kid's ear. <laughs> they cut off a chunk of ear and a lock of hair and mailed it to the family. And the family's like, okay, fine. But they didn't just pay the $17 million. The why grandfather the negotiated. Why the fuck did they include a lock of hair? We're going to cut off your ear and send that. Plus some hair. Not the hair. <laughs> what the f- but the, uh, the grandfather negotiated. So they only actually spent $2.2 million, not $17 million. I'd be negotiating for them to like do a toe or something if I was the kid. Like the ear, seriously. Hey, it's like mango. It's classic. How about a how about a pinky? You fucking I'm the class of gold diggers that are gonna fuck me. It's going way down. How do you know? How do you know though? It's it's that kid's ear. I don't know. You know, I mean, is there a tattoo on it or something? Maybe he had really funny looking ears. The grandfather actually didn't just pay for it either. He loaned his son the money to pay for his grandson at 4% interest. So you had to well, pay it back. That's how you get to be a billionaire. Super, super scroungy. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm so impressed by this guy. His, yeah. Jew, his Jew skills. He's not even a Jew, but he's so miserly. Um, after his release, the, uh, the victimized child called his grandfather to thank him for paying the ransom. Uh, Getty refused to take the call. <laughs> Didn't even want to talk to him. He is like Mr. Burns. He's like... <laughs> I'm not using that telephonic device today. <laughs> he loved his, his money more than his own family. On his grounds of the estate, he installed pay phones because he didn't want the help using his, his, uh, his phone line. So they had to use pay phones. <laughs> was, this, had, was this back when long distance actually cost like significant amounts of money? I yeah, guess. it was I mean, like in the 60s, guy, but... 70s, yeah. He's just um, an asshole. Oh, totally. Five marriages all ending in divorce. Of course. He, See, he, not, knows to, he knows how to find those gold diggers. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure he finds the gold diggers and then probably just gets his lawyers to cut them out of, the, you know, cut them out of their uh, inheritance. Right. Um, or settlement or whatever. He also wasn't the charitable type. He said, if, uh, he said in the famous quote, if I was convinced that giving away my fortune could make a real contribution towards solving the problems of world poverty, he's like, I'd give 99.5% of it all. He's like, however, after a hard-eyed appraisal situation... This convinces me it's not the case. So he gave all his money to the Getty Museum with his art. Which is still technically charity, right? That's tax deductible. But it's just I a glorification guess. to yourself. It's basically building a big monument to yourself, like a pyramid. Speaking of mummies. It's funny to me, though, because I, I mean, like his son, Andrew here, obviously, you know, he uh, avoided the family. He's estranged. But yet he lived off the money. Of course. Sure, they all have these massive trust funds. Our lieutenant governor, who's probably going to be the next governor, um, Gavin Newsom, in this great state of California, 
you know, I remember when he was getting elected to mayor of the city San of Francisco, San Francisco, yeah. and he had, he was playing up this big like, my dad was blue collar worker. He, I don't know, he had some fucking grocery store job or something that he played up. Maybe he was even a lawyer, which makes it even bigger bullshit. But then it came out that like Gavin Newsom grew up as like a close personal friend of these Getty children. <laughs> Blow me. <laughs> You know what? I was reading about Sting. Sting said he refuses to set up massive trust funds for his kids. He'll pay for their education, but he won't. He'd rather give his money to charity. Would you be fucking pissed? Yes, I'd be pissed. (laughs) But would you do that? Let's say, okay, let's say after uh, years of podcasting, you've accumulated this massive fortune, and uh, young uh, Lance Jr., is uh, going to college, are you going to set up a massive trust fund for him? Or are you just going to be like, nah, you got to make it yourself? <laughs> or would you just not give a shit and be like, here's all the money, just yeah, do just whatever you want? just give all the money, yeah. Just stay away from me. Go live in Italy by yourself. Let's go date some psychos. But this, do, is, the, this is the thing is you, you set up a foundation, right? See, so all your money, this is what the Clintons are doing. You set up a foundation, the Clinton Foundation or whatever, the Getty Foundation, and and then all that money's tax free because you're like, oh my uh, foundation, it's a it's a nonprofit. We do charitable work, and then your kids go work for it and make five hundred thousand dollars a year salary, quote unquote work. Right? <laughs> no, they don't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is how this is how you be a rich. See, if I actually had, I know how to be a rich person. I just don't have any money. So That's you'd set problem. up a Wackerly Foundation. Yeah, it would be the Wackerly Foundation for giraffe eradication or something like that <laughs> the scourge of giraffes and we wouldn't you know we would just research like, how to get rid of giraffes in the future and you know i would make like 75 dollars a year off that and uh, my kids would all work there my wife would work there <laughs> and the I thing guess... about the, the thing about the clintons is that you know there's all this campaign finance reform so you can't just like give hillary clinton like a hundred thousand dollars and expect favors for it but you can give money to the, the Clinton Foundation. Foundation. Yeah, you can donate to the foundation. And oh, gee. Well, no, that's the nonprofit. They do charitable works with that. Yeah, and like Hillary Clinton's whole fucking elaborate, lavish lifestyle is paid for by the foundation. So is it all like uh, family members that work at the foundation? Yeah, family members and hangers on, you know, all those people. Huh. Huma. So, sounds a bit like Scientology. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I wonder what's gonna you know if you can get if you can get your uh, nonprofit declared a religion, a religion, that's yeah, definitely the way to go. But that's not so easy. <laughs> I think if you want to make money, make a religion. Um, I wonder, I wonder what's gonna you know. I kind of agree with you. Next week, we're probably not even gonna hear about it. The story's been hushed, and uh, if you do read about it, you're gonna be like, oh, actually, he had a brain condition. He died of an aneurysm. The rectal trauma disappeared from the news. Well, you can find it, but the official story is not completely changed. Well, they're not going to change our story. People, this is episode uh, 477 here, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send in your stories. We read them here on the air. And if we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong Care package, which consists of five stickers. That's all you're getting out of me. Five free stickers. Um, I'm going to take some lessons. We don't have a billion dollars here. Just be (laughs) handing out prizes willy-nilly. I'm going to take some lessons here from... uh, J. Paul Getty. Um, send your story to podcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Got some good ones this week. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable 
wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So the first story here came in from Melissa via Facebook. And the award for best news article I've seen so far this year goes to... This guy, Jose Alberto. Jose Alberto. Yeah. So, th- but this is a classic illustration of the point that you made about uh, about the Getty son who died. The different treatment, Andrew. For yeah, different treatment. So, Andrew, and, Andrew Getty, billionaires. rectal trauma, a dildo. You know, was found near the body, ass bleeding. I think they said his uh, his intestines were punctured. Um, this guy, and and no one knows about it now. Now they're saying it's an aneurysm. This guy, mm. on the other hand. Poor Argentinian shepherd was found. <laughs> that's, that's really poor. I know. He was, he was, he dies having sex with a scarecrow. He probably has a lower quality life than like Americans who are just on like food stamps and welfare. Yeah, he lives in like a shanty. Day. Yeah. Um, so he's listen got, to this headline though. Fucking parasites and shit from being out with the llamas. Man dies having sex with a scarecrow, which was wearing a six inch strap on penis. This, this article's everywhere. You just do a search for a scarecrow penis, and you're going to see <laughs> Which a, I do, daily. You're, you're going to see a picture of a scarecrow with a, with a, with a penis, photo, like a, a strap-on photoshopped onto it. See, I, was gonna, I didn't look that closely at the picture, and I was going to ask if that photo that I keep seeing is the actual scarecrow or if that's just a reenactment. I'm sure it's... A, I don't think it's the actual one that killed the shepherd. Um, but you're going to see that splashed everywhere because it's a sensational article about this weird Australian, you know, Argentinian shepherd. Whereas you get this bizarre, you know, heir to a billion dollar fortune who dies from this crazy drug fueled sex romp, you know, in in a bathroom from rectal bleeding. Oh, actually we're covering that up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the shepherd doesn't have a publicist, you know, on retainer for his family. Instead, we're all going to make fun of this guy. So let's uh, let's get to it. The remains of Jose Alberto, Argentinian shepherd, discovered next to a scarecrow he reportedly had sex with after dressing it up in a wig and lipstick. So when, you're a, when you're a shepherd, your opportunities for entertainment are limited. I mean, this yeah. guy doesn't have an iPhone. I don't get it. Why, why aren't you fucking the sheep? Well, he likes to take it. He's a bottom. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess he's a he's a he's a power bottom. Um, so is this a tranny scarecrow? Oh, cause it has makeup on and, and a wig. Hmm. Sounds like it. So I'm, I'm wondering, is it gay? Really an, I don't know if it's kind of an inanimate object. Maybe we'll get to the question at the end. If whether or not this is gay. So neighbors discovered the rotting corpse after calling the local council to complain about the odor emanating from his house. And <laughs> uh, Wait, this Argentina. was inside. That, that's what I, I find amazing. He was boning the scarecrow inside. So why are we calling it a scarecrow and not just like a human effigy? 
Well, I think it should be an Argentinian real doll. <laughs> this was, what... it, was it filled with straw? Like, did he bring it in out of the field or are they just... Because yeah, in Argentina, no. maybe they don't know about real dolls, and they're just like the closest thing they can get to what it is. It's like, oh, it's like one of those scarecrows. Well, I don't think this guy could afford a real doll, but this guy planned to have sex well, with it. Well, I can't afford a real doll. <laughs> those things are expensive. This guy planned to have sex with this thing, though. I mean, straw had been stuffed inside the old clothes. It had been sewn together to make the scarecrow. He attached a dildo to its crotch. Like, I mean, this was like a, a craft project for him, you know? Sounds like it. So during a... Uh, the first inspection, the police got there. They found they thought there were two dead bodies. Then it was found that out that actually one of the bodies was a doll. False with, alarm. With special features. The other one's a scarecrow. <laughs> Cancel the APB. He's uh, he says it's, he realized it's a scarecrow wearing lipstick and a long-haired wig. It was lying next to the deceased, and it had a six-inch strap-on penis. <laughs> now is this like a commercial quality, like Adam and Eve strap-on, or? Is this like an Argentinian shepherd, like piece of wood that's like sanded down and smoothed into the shape of a penis? <laughs> so you think he made his own strap on too? I'm just saying. Uh, you know, it, it's it's unclear. That's undetermined. I'm not sure. I don't know if he. Uh, I'm that's sure they have about. sex. The quality shops. of investigative journalism is just in the shutter. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they aren't just uh, like interviewing every single neighbor, exploiting this story as much as they can. Yeah. You know, the guy probably went to Adam and Eve, used the coupon code Diddle, got himself a cheap strap on. You could afford that. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, built himself a scarecrow. <laughs> what are you working on over there, Jose Roberto or whatever the fuck his name is? <laughs> oh, nothing. Nada, nada mucho. <laughs> it looks like a scarecrow. Yeah, I've got a, had a problem with the, the crows eating my crop. <laughs> what crop aren't you a shepherd what are they they're bothering your alpacas or whatever just leave me alone <laughs> uh there were no signs of violence and they're working on the assumption that the man died during sex with a scarecrow but they're waiting the results of the autopsy right. here his family's gonna weigh in no he had an aneurysm <laughs> uh neighbors said that the 58 year old man lived alone did he have uh, a restraining order against this scarecrow? <laughs> Am I getting the stories confused? I think he probably could have restrained it a bit better. <laughs> um, they described him. This is now this you might find surprising. Neighbors described the 58 year old man as a very lonely man who had few visitors. I am surprised. No shit. It's, uh, he's kind of lonely. Makes sense that he fucks scarecrows. Yeah, it's interesting to me though. Uh, yeah, I mean, a rural shepherd. He lives nowhere else. I've. I'm surprised he's not like getting fucked by the uh, the dogs or the sheep or something like that. Why why would you want this inanimate object? Yeah, I mean, I, who I guess, knows, man? I mean, people get get off on shitting in diapers and stuff. Adults, you know. Do you think he had sex with other characters from Wizard of Oz? <laughs> the cowardly lion. <laughs> What's the big idea? <laughs> the Tin Man. <laughs> Dorothy. Uh, you can all fantasize about that, right? I mean, Dorothy uh, probably is. I wonder if it looked like Dorothy. Wig, <laughs> lipstick. He's, he's, it's an amalgamation of all the Wizard of Oz characters. <laughs> we represent the lollipop guilt. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it goes back to the, uh, the looming question here. Is this gay, Wackerly? Is it gay yeah, to fuck a scarecrow it's gay. with a strap-on? No? If he was just using the strap-on up his ass, 
then that's just anal play, which we've determined isn't necessarily gay, right? That's not, but the yeah, fact that you we, strap it on to a scarecrow, <laughs> it's pretty gay. And, and just the fact that he brought it in the house. I wonder what the house looked like. <laughs> I, I'm picturing it as just a, a one room, kind of like the uh, just a one room thing with a table. Yeah. Bunch of straw on the ground that he probably slept on. Right. Lube fell everywhere. Out, fell out of the uh, homemade lube. <laughs> anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Um, oftentimes we find stories that we don't do because we think it's going to sound too racist. Yeah, there's right, a lot of correct. those. We uh, letting the cat out of the bag here. We tend to avoid the story, uh, the stories that are overtly racist. Like, so uh, I'm going to try and about not Ferguson. sound racist. <laughs> I'm trying to try and not sound racist on this one. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but I'm afraid I might. But I have to tell because it's fucking crazy. So do disclaimer. You remember... Yeah, trigger warning. Maybe you're racist. May sound racist. <laughs> I'm not racist, but. Remember this kid, Anthony Stokes, who wanted a heart transplant and uh, the doctor denied him the heart transplant because he had a history of not complying with the doctor's orders because he had this heart problem, you know, for a long time. And he like the doctor would be like, listen, you've got to take these pills and every like two weeks you got to come in for a checkup and get your blood work done. And he would just blow it off. But then he was like, I need a new heart, doc. And they, like, put him on the list. And the doctor's like, yeah, no, we're going to actually save that heart for somebody that, like, actually might, like, you know, respect the fact that, like, we've, like, performed this fucking life-saving surgery on them and try and live a healthy life and, you know, do what do what they need to do to stay healthy. So the, I, I'm assuming Anthony Stokes here is black. And, uh, He's a black kid. He was going to a Ku Klux Klan hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to force it into sounding racist. <laughs> The other thing was he'd been in juvenile hall. And so people blew it up and said, like, well, it's not really because the medical thing. It's because he's black and he's been in juvenile hall. And that shouldn't be a legitimate reason not to give a kid a heart. You know, he can turn his life around. You're fucking judging this kid based on his past juvenile actions. It sounded like steel there. And, uh, And there was this huge outcry, right? You know, like black youth. He's got a shitty environment that he's grown up in. It's not really his fault that he's been involved in crime. And, and, you know, this is a life or death thing. And there's no reason that this kid shouldn't get the heart, you know, when compared to anybody else. Yeah, he's disadvantaged. And uh, and I think that people were crying about, you know, this is racism. Like, they're, it's blatant racism. Right. They're not giving this uh, this kid a, a chance. You know, uh, give him to, a chance, to right? have a transplant, yeah. So he got the heart. Did uh, Did the family have to pay for it or did the hospital like recant Come their on. initial thing and they're like, you know, we're going to give this to you free of charge. We apologize. Not okay. First of all, nobody pays for their own heart transplant, right? It always comes from insurance. Cause if you had well, to pay yeah. for it, it'd be like $750,000, right? No, but I mean, did the family have insurance? Well, and then the, well, there's, this is a multi-layered question. You're trying to force me into racism here. <laughs> I'm just I mean, there's a question though. of whether they had insurance. And then there's the question of like, do you have insurance like through an employer or do you have insurance because it's like a Medicaid thing, Medi-Cal, whatever they have in the, in the, well, this was before Obamacare, Roswell, Georgia. I don't know what their state sponsored low income, you know, health program is. 
I don't know. Maybe they were on that. Maybe she worked somewhere or she had health insurance. It's not clear to me. But this became a a media frenzy. I mean, it It was was a big media frenzy. In August 2013, he uh, went through the successful operation. Great, right? This is a chance. Now it's a chance. Look, there's a media outcry resulted in this kid getting the heart. What you want when you want to leave unsaid is somebody else didn't get the heart and probably died. <laughs> Clearly, that's what happens. I mean, they don't have as many organs as people need, especially don- donation quality organs, right? How old was the kid when he got the transplant? He was, uh, this was 2013, so he must have been 15. And this is his Already second, had a record. second heart, right? Well, this is a rumor that I read in the comment section, which is a re- good place to find reliable news. A rumor I read, which... They wouldn't be reported because of this. Uh, there's this thing called HIPAA, right? Which doctors can't like publicize your private medical information. Hmm. It's named after it's an acronym, in it, but it's you know it's after like the Hippocratic Oath, which isn't really related. But uh, I read this rumor that he actually had already had one heart transplant, and the reason he needed another was exactly what the doctor was saying initially, that he wasn't going through, like, he wasn't doing the proper things to take care of the previous heart transplant he had. Now, that might be bullshit, but I read it somewhere, and it's a rumor. All right, so uh, so the kid wasn't following the doctor's orders, and coupled with that, he also had a lengthy history of uh, violence and a criminal past. Right, and that's also undisclosed. All we know is that he was in juvenile hall and had this like big long rap sheet. But because ju- they can't publish juveniles' uh, records of offenses because they're minors and it's considered like a private matter. Mm-hmm. So where do you think the story's going? <laughs> Can anybody I, guess? I, I could take a gander at that. This fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I could say like, well, he didn't, he, you know, he didn't take care of himself and he's dead, which would be fucked up enough, right? Like we we had this media fucking circus. That you weren't that you were gonna take your pills and just because you hadn't done it in the past. No, it's worse than that. I'm sure the community probably donated money to this. I'm sure the hospital probably was like, you know what, we're gonna do it for half price because we feel bad. <laughs> half price. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh well, Tuesday, same day that Getty was getting his jollies and then shoved the dildo in too far. Um <laughs> this kid, Anthony Stokes, who's now 17. Uh, police began chasing a uh, stolen car after home break-in uh, where an elderly woman said somebody kicked in her door and fired a shot at her. She ran to the bedroom to call 911. Responding officer noticed a black Honda Accord that fit the description of vehicle involved in the home invasion, which turned out to be a stolen car. The officer tried to pull the car over. The driver res- refused to stop, and a chase ensued. Suspect lost control of the car, hit a curb and a pedestrian. He mowed somebody down. After firing a shot at this elderly woman, breaking into her house, trying to steal her shit. Why do people, why do these kids, I know why they do it. They, they try and rob elderly people because they're like, well, I'll just knock her ass over if she starts to start any shit. But they it's don't have any gonna... money, though. I, right. That's what I don't understand. Like, what are you steal? Like, I guess maybe you're trying to find pain pills that you can take yourself or sell. But like, what the, like you want her fucking toilet seat chair and her fucking <laughs> walker thing? And I'm not talking toilet seat chair in like the sense of Jeff that like it's a plush like it's the actual toilet that she has to like sit on because she yeah, can't get like a, to the it's bathroom. It's like handicapped accessible. I mean, that's like, oh, so I'm gonna so she can actually get up. Spare catheters. But I mean, how much money do you think this old person is going to actually have at home? A bunch like, of some shitty TV. They, I'm sure they don't have a laptop computer. Some caramel candies. Some rib- yeah, like, ribbon like candy. Her, her TV is like a 20 inch fucking shitty tube TV. 
Yeah, I, I don't know Matlock DVDs. I, no, I don't they, know what he's looking they for. They do it because they're pussies, and they're like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to get a, you know, run the risk of actually getting my fucking ass kicked." It's like go to a family that has a safe. So the kid he hits he hits the curb, hits a pedestrian, wraps the fucking Honda black Honda Accord or whatever it was, yeah, Honda Accord around a telephone pole, take him to the hospital. He's dead now. <laughs> can, can they get the heart back? I don't think you, it's like microwaving food. Like you can't microwave it twice. It's gross. Yeah, I just wonder if he's an organ donor. He must be. So the next time this happens, when some kid needs a fucking organ transplant, and we're all like, you know, you you have a fucking shitty record of criminal behavior. You also don't follow the doctor's orders. We're going to give that one to somebody else. You know what? That's not going to happen. Because people are going to say, you can't judge this new kid based on that other kid's behavior. And it's Racist. Just, you know, they keep going round and round the same thing. That is the worst thing to be called in the media is uh, being racist or homophobic now. I almost think it's losing its impact. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it seems so easy, especially in this, in this day and age with the internet, just to label someone a racist and then make a huge public outcry. Like the media this, circus is way easier to generate at this point. Oh, it's way easier to generate. And then when you're proven to not be a racist or you never said what they said you said, the facts don't absolve you. Because it's just like, well, the, nar- the narrative is more important than the facts. And it's important that we talk about people like Lance Wackerly are a racist, even though if it's proven that he's not actually a racist. <laughs> well, you've already been like, we condemned. We ruined his fucking though. life, yeah. You've been condemned in the public eye. So there's no, uh, no redemption at that point. But here's my thing. If, it's, if it was like a random black kid, right? And you're like, that kid needs a heart. And I was like, don't give that black kid a heart. He's probably a criminal. And then people point out that like, well, you just think he's a criminal because he's black. But this is different. He had a fucking criminal record. It's not being (laughs) racist to deny him the heart. (laughs) I guess, I guess the thing is if there wasn't like a long list of other people who needed transplants as well. And this kid, other white people racist. No, I mean, there's probably so other black about, kids. Is that your that, coded language? Well, there's probably other black kids, white kids, whatever, brown kids that need, that need a transplant, but they don't have this lengthy criminal history. They're not on their second heart because they ruined the first one because they weren't following doctor's orders. Yeah, imagine the other black kid that was on the list. You know, he also had a bad heart and was on the list and was like in chess club and like, you know, was like a, you know, on the like, you know, track team. <laughs> Who was like the, you know, maybe not the next in line, because that'd be too much of a coincidence, but was maybe like four down the line from this guy. He's got to just be like, are you fucking Uh, kidding me? What gives? (laughs) Fuck, dude. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. So what does the family say now about it? Like, are the the police officers, you know, going back in the hospital, the surgeon being like, I told you so. The uh, family's obviously not commenting. That can, I mean, what are you going to say? Rudy fucking hates your guts right now. But I did see a comment from uh, there was some religious organization down there that had lobbied for the kid when this when the when the question was up in the air. You know, they were like, you know, he's a good kid at heart. He just had some made some bad choices in the past. And somebody so somebody called this uh, something like you know Georgia Christian organization of the local area, and they were like, yeah, I don't know, man, it's is disappointing. <laughs> we thought he was turning his life around, but apparently not. Yeah, it sucks too because you probably donated money. You're like, God damn it! Oh, I'm sure he had. To, you know, I'm sure a bunch of people donated money and their time, and you know, just the whole. You know, anybody that questioned the decision to give him the heart, you know, all that effort of of branding them as racists, all wasted, all wasted effort. <laughs>
I read that this upstanding citizen here, heart donor recipient, uh, pistol whipped that old lady in the face. Do you read Yeah, that? I got I got a short article because I wanted to get through it, but you can get longer articles with lots of more uh, lure, lurid details. Yeah, this isn't just like, you know, the Mike Brown thing. That like, well, you know, he died being chased by the cops, but the cops shouldn't even been chasing him. And it was like profiling. And now it just gives an excuse to all the racists to come out of the woodwork and say they told you so. No, no, he was clearly like causing mayhem. This this kid is a bad apple. He's a definition of bad apple. And like, uh, yeah, and I mean, it's not like he just uh, held this woman up, tied her up. He like pistol whipped her in the face. Old lady. Probably a black yeah. lady too. For those of you who are, you know, so into like the racial <laughs> angle. Well, there you go, Wackerly. Um, I hope we don't get sued now for being racist. Hope you didn't turn away any fans. Um, and <laughs> thank you. most of our fans probably in the clan. I'm, I'm sure after the show, you're going to go on Facebook and make a, a John Steele type of rant about. Uh... <laughs> you ever read his posts? Yes. Yeah, so oh, oh, I love them. It just cracks me up. And it's funny, too, because you see, like, maybe four other Ku Klux Klan members liking the post. I know, a little too much. <laughs> they don't get that he's joking and, like, yeah. sort of, like, playing with the whole, you know, that type of thought process, I guess. I don't know. Am I trying to, am I, like, am I making, justifying uh, racism? am I justifying Steele's racism? Probably. <laughs> That's probably what I'm doing. Anyway, I, you know, I'd like to say that uh, now communities and doctors are going to think twice when uh, choosing a potential uh, recipient for a, a donation, like an organ is donation. Like, but this is like what I was trying to say, though. I, I don't think the facts, it's the narrative. If the facts won't actually impact it. I think the next kid who's in the same situation, he's probably more likely to get the heart. Because yeah. it's like, it's like no, you're, you're just reinforcing what happened before. Like, no, but factually it turned out fucked up, so we're not going to do that again. No, but the narrative is what's important, and it means you should even more, uh, putting more effort into getting these uh, criminal kids new organs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's no, I don't think town. it does. I, I think what it is is I think it's the narrative that's created that appeals to the, uh, the, the people's sympathy. The bleeding hearts. Bleeding hearts. Anyway, people send your stories. Stick around podcast, hotmail.com. Got some phone calls to get to, 206-666-3846. Is the, is the hotline number. Um, before we get to our first phone calls, though, here's another word from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. You know, I like to think that if I keep saying the number over and over again, it'll be imprinted on people's minds. But uh, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, anyway, if you're going to call a hotline, though, keep it under three minutes because we've been getting some really long calls. And I just respond saying, keep it short, because we're only going to play it if it's under three minutes. So uh, here, here's the first call. Uh, you might remember this guy, Wackerly. Oi, oi, jigaboos. <laughs> this is Willie Arlo. <laughs> Calling from London. Funny Arlo's owner. Yeah, Funny Arlo's other bitch or something, yeah. Uh, we've been listening to your uh, uh, podcast, and Funny Arlo was in it, so I thought I'm going to have a bit of a... 
what is going on in this? It's a it's huge a commotion. It's like a party. It's a party, isn't it? It's a, it's a party, mate. But the, I love how they're like they're having a party. They're probably they're obviously just wasted, just drunk. And they're like, let's call the sick and wrong hotline. It's like exactly. it's, it's like a party line now. Participation. Party line. That's what it is. Glory hole on your um, podcast. And uh, I remember you, Wackerly. I tried to butt fuck you in the toilet when you came down to London. Well, I made an offer, but you fucking ran away, you bastard. Um, this time it was cool. I should have taken my butt fucking like a man. Wait, did ECA offered me his butthole or he was going to butt fuck me? I can't remember. I, I, like, that, I like that I ran away. So what? Like all right, describe, describe the scene here. What happened? I was just in the bathroom when he came in and was like, Wackily. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And then he like tried to corner me, and I was like, "Yeah, no." Did you have your <laughs> dog hanging out? And, and I guess ran away, meaning I left. No, I was like washing my hands or something. And did he? I like, guess ran away means I you? left the the public restroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just hang out in there for like three hours next time, so I don't get accused of running away. Now I remember I met this guy. Um, we hung out actually when I when I was there a few years ago in London, and uh, he didn't try to. He definitely didn't try to butt fuck me. So. Yeah, kind of jealous here. What, what, my ass isn't as good as Wackerly's? Clearly. Yeah. Well, okay. It's fine. Maybe, you know what, you know what this is? This guy's an anti-Semite. There's a lot of <laughs> anti-Semitism throughout Europe now. You heard about this? Jews are thinking, considering just leaving Europe altogether. It's because of this guy. Choosing not to buttfuck a Jew. This specific guy. Yeah, it's all because yeah. of you, Willie Harlow. That's where all the Jews are going to leave. You had drinks with us down in uh, Camden Town. Um, I just want to say hello, we're what playing Rummy Cup, and uh, this is just a, a follow-up on, uh, on a fuck hole. And because this is the Fifty Shades of Go Fuck Yourself Day, <laughs> I just want to say hello. Bye! Well, that was a uh, worthwhile phone call. Glad What's I played he playing that Rummy Cup? Yeah, well, what is this, Rummy Cup? It's what a is game, this? I've heard of it, I'm just not familiar. It's like a game your grandma would play or something. It's not gin rummy, it's something like... It is like it a, a drinking like, game? Like beer I'm pong? Sure you can make anything a drinking game. No, it's an old game. No, seriously, Brit- British people make any game a drinking game. Candyland, drinking game. Shoots oh, it looks like, I just googled game. it, it looks sort of like a variant of Domino's or Mahjong. And so what are they, is that what they do at parties? They all get together and play <laughs> sure, rummy play, cup? people play games at parties. It's, don't make it sound like it's that crazy. Uh, I guess uh, I guess here what the hipsters play cards against humanity. Well, why not play rummy? <laughs> you mean people's then? moms play that. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, I like the awful. I like the name though. I'm playing rummy cup. Cub. A drunken game of rummy cub. cup. It brings cub? people together, is what it says on the board. Oh, okay, rummy cub. Yeah. Huh. And there's even a large numbers edition proving that it's for old people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Willie Harlow, for calling in. And uh, I think you should start buttfucking Jews, all right? There's a rather Fucking frightening anti-Semite. face. Who, that guy? No, no, in this rummy cub thing. Oh. Because there's, all, there's all these Harlow. numbers, but then there's like a wild card that has this weird face. It'd be kind of a creepy tattoo to get on your chest. People would what be like, what's like? that? Like, it's the fucking rummy cub ghost, bitch. But is that what Back is off. that the rummy cub? It's not a bear. <laughs> it's a cub in the gay sense. A I'm, small bear. I'm just wondering what it what is it? Is it like the Joker? It's very card? sinister looking. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to post a picture of it to the site. I guess I'll send it to you then. Alright. Uh here's a second call. This is um from uh guy who was talking about his first time he ever saw porn. 
Jesus, I don't even remember. Hey, sick of Renan. This is Michael from Florida, your favorite goddamn state. I'm also the 137 dildos guy from a couple episodes ago, and um, I was listening to one of your uh, archived episodes on the way home, and um, episode 389, you were talking about internet porn and your first experiences. Well, uh, my first experience with porno was, uh, actually I was only like eight or nine years old and me and my friends were going out to, uh, you know, explore these woods in our neighborhood. And we found this fucking dirty ass mattress that has just fucking homo piss and sweat and semen and santorum, everything. And, fucking just it was just littered all around it with just just porno of all fucking kind jackpot trannies and chicks taking like fucking six cocks in their assholes and anyways i think um just you know one of jeffrey's old campsites or something anyways (laughs) keep it sick keep it wrong adios you know i was always bummed about that because uh I remember, you know, I should have probably known about this. The first experience I ever had with, with porn was my grandfather. Because my grandfather had Playboys in the bathroom. Okay. Like, uh, we'd, go to his, we'd go to his house, and you'd go take a shit. And in the magazine rack in his bathroom, he had a bunch of Playboys. I would just, like, flip through them, like, at the Madonna Playboy and everything. But yeah. I remember when uh, my grandfather died, um, got hit Did by you get a those bus. In the will? Well, no. My brother, my mom just gave my brother just a stack of these Playboy magazines. <laughs> He's trying to turn them straight. Well, no, I mean, my brother would have Good been, effort. I would have been probably, I don't know, 11. Jeff would have been like 14. And Jeff's like, I don't really want these. You can have them. And he gave them to me and I was just like, Was that Dude. your first inkling? At the time, I didn't Something's even really, wrong with I, didn't, Jeff. I didn't think about him being gay or anything. I was just like, dude, are you serious? So happy. Like, thanks. Like, I was so stoked. I'm like, I, I had this and I cherished those things. I kept them forever. You're like, I'm like gonna rub my dick till it's fucking worn off. Well, I just remember being like completely just in disbelief. Like, you're giving this to me? Like, don't you want these? But Jeff's yeah. like, yeah, I don't want them. Boring. <laughs> and so, and then years later, I remember before he came out. I mean, I was pretty young when he came out. He probably, but Jeff came out when I was like 16 or 15, actually. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, it sucked because Jeff had porn, but I'm not going to go steal his porn. porn <laughs> it's like, I remember going down Your to Your sister's his, in there. I remember going oh, down to his room. Yeah, my sister. I remember going down to his room and he had this like uh, trunk that he had a bunch of his shit in there. And I'm like, ah, did, you know, Jeff might have porn. I opened it up and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's <laughs> the like, chicks be at? Like, uh, I, this is weird. Never said anything about it. But then, uh, then you know, like a year later, he came out. I was like, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's why he gave me all the Playboys. But you remember when you first got your first porn mag? Yeah, it was kind of like this guy's story. Oh, you found it in the woods? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was hardcore. I was like, Jesus, what's going on down there? But were you... That at, region. But at that point, were you jerking off yet, or was it before you even knew how to jerk off? Oh, no, I was jerking off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I started jerking off at a very young age. Because I remember when I saw those Playboys when I was a kid, I didn't, my even, longest, uh, I didn't know how to jerk off then. I didn't even know about it. I just kind of was like, sweet. It's probably my longest consistent hobby. <laughs> you know like i used to collect stickers as a little kid i don't do that anymore now yeah. i uh the only other thing i mean video games but i definitely was 
jerking off longer Stamped. than that. <laughs> jerking off before my parents would ever buy me an Atari. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time. Uh, now I like go like old man jogging. I didn't do that back then. Did you ever, uh, do you remember the first time you found a video? Like you got a porn video? Well, I mean, that's because I never had a TV in my room or anything as a kid. So, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole different type of scenario. Cause then you gotta like go to somebody's friend's house that has like those parents that just like, Oh, my parents just leave me home alone. <laughs> and then you're like in their living room watching a porn, but you can't jerk off. So you gotta like put it in the memory bank. Spank go bank. home. Yeah. Think about it. It was a different yeah, time. I, now every kid has a computer in his room with just access to all the depraved shit you can get. Yeah, you can find anything you want. That's why they're do gonna parents, have, um, they're gonna have you, weirder fetishes, I'm telling you. Do parents really I mean, I have friends with kids, but I don't have any friends with kids who are kind of the age, I guess, where you have to worry about this, but maybe they do. Do parents use those sort of net nanny type services to sort of keep the internet restricted within the home? Do those things even work? I mean, I just figure kids always know more about computers than their parents do anyway, so it seems like the kid would just figure out some workaround. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my tattoo artist about this last week because I went and got some tattoo work done. His kid is like seven or eight. Right. And I'm like, so what do you do? Like, what if he's going to start going online and uh, looking at porn? He goes, oh, no media. I'm like, what do you that's mean? That's what I would do. He's like, no media till they're, he goes, till about 10 or 11. He goes, that's a school that he's in a private school. No media. <laughs> Jesus, who's this fucking tattoo artist? No, he said, it's Is like. He fucking he, John Paul Getty, the fucking tattoo artist? No, he put him in this, I forget the name of the school, but it's a special kind of school here. He said it's costing his, his, he's like, he and his wife, he's like, it's so expensive. He's like, but my kid's getting this great education. Which I understand. I mean, he grew up in Detroit or whatever, but I can understand that. But could you imagine not having any, especially in this day and age when there's so much media, like That's so much media to consume? You would deprive him of like the internet, video games, would TV, be, I think everything? We've talked, we've talked about this before. I, I would have my uh, off home office and I, I would have a lock on the door that I had a key to. And maybe like for, you know, an hour, you know, Every other day, I'd be like, okay, if you want to go in there and look around on your little kid, fucking Zubumafu site or whatever, uh, you can do that for an hour, and I'm going to be in the room with you, you know, doing whatever, monitoring what you're looking at, and then after an hour, time's up, you're out, and the door's locked. Jesus Christ, dude, you should get a vasectomy. Why? Because <laughs> I'm going to actually fucking be responsible to raise my kid to not be a fucked up freak? Like all these parents <laughs> that are just like, you know, give their kid a fucking iPad. So I can fucking watch my stories on my iPad and just then they, her, their kids grow up to be fucking little shits. I think you should monitor what your kid's looking at, but I think they should. How have are you going to do that media. unless you unless you don't like, give do them my the situation. iPad, like let them use the iPad for a few hours. Let them. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. What well, let them saying go the on the exact thing as I am. No, I'm saying go on the Internet, use a net nanny or something, block certain sites. That's you exactly know? what I said. No, you're saying you give them an hour a day. I'm saying okay. like well, you're, you're arguing. There. You're saying two hours, but they're definitely not going to have like unlimited access to be in their room, you know, chatting with whatever. whatever fucking so what about when they're like 15 or 16? No, that's that's even more important. That's when that, that's <sighs> in our prime age to get corrupted and go be boffing some fucking 40 year old guy because they think he's fucking cool and knows about Pokemon. I still think it's just going to have your kid. Then your kids are going to spend time at other kids' homes where their parents are actually cool. True. So then she's going to go meet the, then it's going to even persuade her even do, I think what you got to do is educate them. 
That's what I'm saying. Your parents, call in and let us let me know. I would like to take a poll here. How many parents let their kids? I bet you Trucker Paul lets his his kid look at porn. <laughs> parents, call in and let us I know say, whether or not you let your kid look at porn. Look at porn. Fucking totalitarian dictator over here. I mean, what kid? What if you find out your kid's on like the fucking Stormfront website making a bunch of posts from your IP address and like threatening the president? All right. Well, then, uh, he, yeah, then he's going to get grounded. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> You're going to get grounded. No amusement park for you, Sonny. Anyway, here's the uh, here's the last call. Um, it's about a serial killer. Hey, sick and wrong. <clears throat> This is uh, Richard again from Los Angeles. Um, calling back because the last recording I did was shit. I was um, interrupted by uh, those that I love. <laughs> Anyways, um, well, as I said, um, I was. He sounds like a serial killer, doesn't he? Yeah, those that I love. Those that I love. They're all, they're all dead in the <laughs> fucking crawl space. They got little pieces of mirror in their eye sockets. Mm hmm. Playing with the notion of being the first um, sponsored uh, podcast sponsored uh, serial killer, um, I'm all for it. Uh, you guys are serious. Uh, just uh, hook me up with a uh, around care package, and uh, I'll uh, go uh, terrorize the city in uh, the name of uh, Second Wrong. What? Here's just, five uh, stickers. It'll be cool though if I have my own shirts. You know, I'll replace Quato. I'll be the most sold shirt in your inventory, something like, I don't know, with me in the background and downtown LA in the front with like some 80s kind of styled art. And in the bottom or the top, it says, uh, it's Ricky Ramirez. It's a sick and wrong world. That's actually, it's pretty cool. Um, oh, and um, about that suing thing, <laughs> why can't they go ahead and sue me? All you're going to win is a $400, a box of Legos and a used ukulele. Yeah, that's what Legos. you want, and go ahead. Do you gonna have the? But you're you're not you're not gonna win anything. Oh, and uh, for as for that caller that called in in the, in the beginning of a three seventy four, calling Mister uh, Mister History one hundred and one, telling me about the years of uh, Zodiac and how. Oh yeah, do you remember that? This guy is the guy that said you look like a serial killer. Oh, I'm all I'm all kinds of totally lost about what he's talking about. He uh, it was a few episodes ago. He called in. And said that you look like like the you could be the Zodiac killer, or I think he was making a joke. Oh, okay. And uh, then some other caller called in and was like, "What the fuck's wrong with this guy? Wackerly would be like the grandson of the Zodiac killer or the son of the Zodiac killer. There's no way he's old <laughs> enough to be that." And I think that's what he's responding to here. Okay. There's a non-correlation between him and Wackerly. Well, no shit. The fuck do you think I actually thought that Wackley was fucking killing people back then in the 60s in San Francisco? Come on now. I guess that's the <laughs> thing today is people need to correct other people and always need to be right or point the obvious. Blame that. Uh, I don't know. Some that is internet disgusting sickness, I, I guess. Anyways, um, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I blame that definitely on the internet. That's probably one of the most annoying aspects of internet culture. So I've been succumbing now. to a lot of trolling urges lately, and I feel shame. <laughs> but that, that's the worst part about it. It's like everybody now is a fucking genius. What, because you get access to Wikipedia on your phone? What happens is, this is the mind of the troll. 
Or they, there's trolls who troll for trolling, but then there's people who are trying to be earnest and they just turn into a troll, which is what I, happens to me a little bit. It's just, you, you fucking read people's posts on social media like day in and day out. And you're just like, they're such fucking morons. And then they just continue to post and continue to post. And like, at some point, you just, your restraint fucking breaks through. Like, you can't restrain yourself anymore. You're like, I have to point out to this person what a fucking idiot they are. <laughs> It really just happens for like, their I own well being. You have to do this. Just to, like I can't watch you fucking post twenty more things about this issue. Like you know the people, fans who post on Facebook. I'm not talking about them or even my general friends in Facebook. What happens is when you live in a small town, some at some point you're gonna like get on these like community message boards where people are posting about like issues that like affect your property tax or like how much traffic is in town and. That's when I just can't, like, I can't fucking take it anymore. Because what happens is you read the community board and, and people get the impression that, like, oh, yeah, these people are just complaining left and right about shit that they don't know about. People start to think that, like, well, that's what everybody thinks. So, wait, do you respond and then uh, then a bunch of other people respond to your response? Right. And then you get sucked in and that's how you become a troll. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not posting original thoughts like I think they should plant some pine trees on the median of this and that street. It's like I'm responding to people who are fucking posting. You know, if they plant those pine trees, it's going to be the end of the world. Blah, you know, they're freaking out. And when I've read that fifty times, and it's some fucking retarded housewife, I have to give her a piece of my mind. <laughs> and then you they just, respond with something even stupider. You yeah. like me when I'm angry. The internet Hulk. You know what? I gotta, st- I gotta stop doing it, though. I need some kind of, like, uh, stress ball or something that I can chew on until yeah, the go, feeling go, subsides. Go get a punching bag. Hang out, hang it up in your garage. You know what? What I do is I, I follow people on Facebook until they just piss me off. And I just don't want to get into it, so I just unfollow. I unfollow, they're gone. You can also just hide them. You can hide them. You can unfollow. They're not in your feed. You're not going to pay attention. I mean, it... I hate Facebook. It's just kind of annoying, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely a necessity, especially like way to promote the show or whatever. But I, I mean, I don't have a personal one, so I don't really. I could see having it just to follow your friends and family or whatever. But even then, though, your family posts stupid shit, and it's just wouldn't you just want to just just? I guess my inclination would be to respond and be like, "God, you're such a fucking retard." But you can't yeah. say that to a family member, so just unfollow them, people. Move on. <laughs> you, or just you just need to develop like the Zen master skill that you just look at it and it doesn't affect you. Yeah, you should have Facebook open, and when you start getting angry, have another like Ujiz uh, or something, some red tube open on the other side <laughs> and get happy again. Yeah. Deep breathing, jerk it off. <laughs> You'll get through it. Uh, people, call the shows, 206-666-3846. Uh, we got one email to get to, cigarettepodcasthotmail.com. Love this guy, David in Bath, UK. He sent us, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if I forwarded this, forwarded this to you, Wackily, but uh, he sent like 20 pictures of hot chicks with their titties out. It's great. No, you didn't send it to me. All right, thanks, I'll have to do that. Thanks a million. It's a porn compilation. He goes, not my wife, but a splendid plethora of top bollocks, as we say over here. Not bollocks <laughs> or balls. They are, but titties are it's also a very, It's a very, uh, well, it's a very inter-versatile uh, term, right? It's a versatile term. Because, like, term. bollocks is, like, shit. But, like, the dog's bollocks means something's really, is, like, the it's shit. It's awesome, yeah. It's the shit. But I always thought bollocks, like, he, she, she kicked me in the bollocks and it hurt. Yeah, but I think it's a very, it means, like, some good shit. It means some whatever you want it to you. mean. 
Bollocks. Even as a growing up 40-year-old father, still strangely difficult not to browse the full list right to the bottom. That I was going to say, this has got to be like a middle-aged dude. Because he, he's like our age, and we sort of some are getting nostalgic for like, oh, remember just looking at static images when that was just great? You know, I'd, I'd do that. i jerk off old school sometimes. Still? No. Yeah, every now and then. it's like I mean, I, I'm not saying you don't do that, but no. I would say nine times out of ten, I go to like a tube site. But, uh, you know, every now and then I'm like, you know, I'm going to go old school and just go to like some porn Tumblr page. You know, or sometimes like if you ever done this where you get a, you see a link, a link to a link and then you're on this like not safe for work Tumblr page. You're looking at it. And you're like, oh, fuck it. I might just jerk off. But you're at chicks. work. No, not at work. I'm like at home, you know, not safe for work. You're using just as a general classification of pages with nudity. You know, there's like a link to it from Facebook. You click on it. You start scrolling through it. You're like, fuck it. This chick's hot. Got a boner. I think I'm just going to jerk off. That That's what it is. It's like usually it's like, a, you know, it's like in the spirit. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. But, but if I'm actually actively planning to jerk off, it's like usually a tube site. Right. So he writes, love the show. Nice break from the PC norm of surviving married working life. Your signed photo is still hidden on top of my wardrobe, like an old school porno. I love how the show has evolved into less of a focus on the stories and more just listening to two good friends shooting the breeze. Takes me back this show's to pre marriage exactly days. The same for the past like <laughs> seven hundred episodes. Doesn't change at all. Yeah, I was about to say it's like it's been exactly the same for fucking nine years. <laughs> I don't think we no ever changed difference. that. Um, anyway, cheers, guy. Cheers, guys. Keep on rocking, David Matthew K. Well, David, thanks for listening and thank you for the titties. I mean the bollocks. I loved it. Uh, people, listen to the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Just go to iTunes. I notice most people actually do listen to the show through iTunes um, on their on their iOS devices. But uh, you just go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Boost, boost visibility for the show. Also, um, I've been revamping the Sick and Wrong Facebook page, the facebook.com slash sick and wrong podcast. A lot of new material being posted there. Uh, so you can follow us there as well. Um, we also got a P.O. box now. So if you want to send us shit, Feel free to send us shit. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on contact, and get the P.O. Box address. Also, while you're there, go check out the Sick and Wrong store. You can get a Quado tea, and for a limited time only, a uh, big sale going on at the Sick and Wrong store. You buy a t-shirt now, and I'll throw in a print. And not only a print, I'll throw in stickers. So a t-shirt, stickers, and a print. It's a lot. That's a lot. You're getting a lot from a Jewish person. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash score. Um, so go to sickerongpodcast.com slash store. Finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week came in from Cy. He says, hey, Dean Lance, here's a doodle I did of you two when I was usually quiet at work. I think he meant unusually quiet. Yeah, I mocked it up correct. as a tattoo in Photoshop. I think it needs more work. Dude, it, it totally needs more work. I'm going to send this to you accurately. It looks like uh, I've seen four-year-olds draw better than this. Of course. But um, I like where you're going with it. Just People say that about Jackson Pollock. Yeah, this kind of, kind of looks like is, a Jackson Pollock. dead. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I just come back from Thailand where I was uh, made to feel like a sex offender as I have a Scottish Chinese wife and everyone presumes I'm paying her to be with me. Also, I went to this ladyboy show called Simon Cabaret. Having 30 ladyboys in Vegas-style plumage singing my name and one came and kissed me was a very surreal experience. My wife was straight on, straight on me afterwards with anti-herpes face wipes. 
<laughs> so uh, you can check this out at Phuket, P-H-U-K-E-T dash SimonCabaret.com. Yeah, I won't be going there. Yeah, Thanks. I think I'm going to pass on that, though. 30 Lady Boys. What? <laughs> Did your wife want to go to that? I'm confused um, all around. Here's a band you might like called Flesh. Pretty sick and wrong video, too. Very 80s rubber gore fest. They look like chavy, pikey cunts from Manchester, but I like their sound. Keep up the show. Fantastic as ever. Sigh. So we're going to end the show here with Flesh uh, doing the song Wait For Me. So uh, thank you, Sigh, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 478. Till then, take it sleazy.
I'm Rusty Nails, tow truck driver from Southern California. I get called out to homicides, fatal collisions, and drug busts to tow the shot-up, wrecked, dope-filled cars to our yard. I also unlock cars for hysterical mothers and the babies locked inside. And when I'm driving these calls, I listen to Sick and Wrong. That's right, you got my vote, you got my endorsement. I'm going to spread the word. I am caught up, and I've listened to others. You guys are the best. You guys have a show. Even Distorted View has a show. All the other podcasts are just guys rambling on with a bunch of dead time in between when they think shit up. So, happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm working a sobriety checkpoint. It's like 12.30, midnight. A lot of drunks. And you guys are probably drunk as well. Have fun. <laughs>